lift up your two hands to heaven and bless the name of the Lord for today. Celebrate him for the privilege of being in his presence. Blessed be your name, Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we have given thanks. It's all established that um, every change of level is a result of definite word encounter. Something comes your way and opens up a new chapter in your life. He said, and as they behold them in a the glass, they catch a revelation, and they are changed from glory to glory. Lord, give me today another encounter that will change my level yet again. Go ahead and pray. I desire an encounter with the light of your word today. Speak to me directly. Speak to me specifically. Speak to me directly. And speak to me specifically. I desire an encounter with your word that will yet change my level. Jesus, precious name, we have prayed. He said in Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1, if you deliver to my voice and observe to do what I tell you to do, you have committed me to change your level. I will set you up on high until you are set up above all the nations of the earth. So, it is what you hear from me and put to work that determines where you find yourself. 1977, I saw for the first time that we have a father ego. And so we are ego children. And from that time, I came to understand all boys are not the same. There are boys 
and there are birds. And I knew I belonged to the royal realm of birds, the king of the air, the eagle. Sometimes back, I came to discover I'm redeemed a king, not a peasant. So I have royal blood in my system. And that changed my thinking. Because until you change the way you think, you can't change the way you live. So every encounter with the world changes the way we think. So we have to transform our lives. Because when your mind is renewed, when you catch news from heaven, then you are qualified to be transformed. Today, everybody must catch something that will take him here to another level. And so, the changes continue. I know many of us have experienced dramatic changes this year, but the changes is ordained to continue until we are set above all nations of the earth. How many nations? Thank God you are above all people on your streets in your business. And now you are above all people in your business, in your local government. And now you are moving gradually to be above all the people in that business, in your state. Now, very shortly, many of you are above all the people in that field, in your nation. But he said, above all nations of the earth. Above all nations. So the change ordained for today must take place in your life. Father, honor your word today and let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a big hand and please be seated. We started our studies on understanding the demands of success. Understanding the demands of success. Remember, we're running three different series at our three level fellowships. The midweek, we are exploring the secrets of success. And in the Saturday WSF, we're looking at understanding the forces back of success. And now we're looking at the demands of success. Last Sunday, we looked at the demand of empowerment. How many understood what happened last Sunday? Okay. Though a great door and effectual is open unto you, but there are many adversaries, opposition forces that won't let you and I fully actualize what God has ordained. But um, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall set up a standard against him. I do hope you are engaging these demands. And then in the name of Jesus, everything standing your way must give up. I say everything standing your way must give up. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everything standing in the way of everybody here must give up. In Jesus' name. So today we'll be looking at yet another very important demand of success. And that is the demand of discipline. Everybody say with me, discipline. Discipline is all about living a well-guarded life. A covenant-guarded life. 
a covenant programmed life. In Ecclesiastes chapter 10, He said, there's a nipple which I've seen under the sun, verse 5 to 8, are breached. I've seen servants upon horses, and princes walking as servants, uh, because whosoever breaketh an age, a serpent shall bat him. So there are certain covenants. When you break them, uh, you come down. Now he said, Woe to thee, O land, one of the covenants, when thy king is a child, and thy princes eat in the morning. Blessed are thou, O land, when thy king is the son of the nobles, and thy princes eat in due season, for strength and not for drunkenness. Ecclesiastes 10, 16 to 17. Now, this passage of scriptures simply defines um, discipline. In that package from 5 to 18, there are four clear demands of success that will make every king occupy his own rightful throne. And that includes, he said, mind the covenant, otherwise uh, servants will be riding on horses in your place while you are walking on foot. And what are they? Have a clear core direction for your life. Understand the vision of God for your life. Two, um, be disciplined. I mean, walk in wisdom. Number two, walk in wisdom because the labor of the foolish will is every one of them because he knows not how to go to the city. I was sharing yesterday that um, it's not enough to be called to ministry, for instance. You need to know how ministry works and that prayer is not a substitute for facts. Prayer is not a substitute for facts. You need the facts of the trade that you are involved in. You need to know how it works. Otherwise, you'll be fighting as one bit in the air. And then you need discipline, like we have in this verse. And then you need diligence, like we have in verse 18. I mean, those are the four uh, terms of the covenant of success listed in Ecclesiastes chapter 10. And that's what I try to expatiate in the book Success Buttons. These are the buttons to praise to get the results you desire. So today we're looking at the demand of discipline. And I strongly believe that every one of us will be going home with something very unique today. In Jesus' precious name. Everyone will be going with something unique today. Um, when we talk about covenant, people always think about something very big and, you know, terribly demanding who can comply. But let's look at a few things here that will help us. In the school of success, among the areas of disciplines we require, Just like you have on the keyboard, you have the minor keys and all that, and it is the combination of all of these that makes the music. If you miss out on the minor keys, you don't have proper music. 
you have flat music. So let's look at first some minor keys in the school of discipline. Now, um, certain minor keys are vital to success. One, your thoughts. He said, guard up the loins of your mind. Discipline your thoughts. Do what? Because your thoughts can stop God from stepping into your fears. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You can't think failure and arrive at success. Oh, we are not able to possess the land because we are like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And so were we in their eyes. They missed their promised land with their defeatist thirst. They think defeat thoughts so they cannot have triumph. They cannot possess their possessions. Numbers chapter 13, verse 32 to 33. It is only breakthrough thoughts that guarantees our breakthroughs in the pursuit of life. And we were in our own eyes like grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. You can't be any more than you are in your sight than in the sight of anybody else. The sight they are talking about is in their thoughts. We were like grasshoppers in our own thoughts. So are we in theirs? So it is failure thoughts that makes failure. And breakthrough thoughts is what makes success. And of course, words. We need breakthrough walls to qualify for success. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. That's what Joshua 1 8 says. From your mouth. From your mouth. Shall not depart from thy mouth. That tells you how important your words are in the school of success. From your mouth. You shall meditate there in day and night from your thoughts and observe to do what is written from your act then you make your way prosperous and then you have good success now here we are coming from it's coming first from your thoughts for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and then comes through your mouth and then eventually your act now your act will be of no effect if your thoughts are contrary and your words are negative. 
Now, we are doing the same thing, for instance, in the school of giving. But we are not thinking the same way. I don't know what we are thinking. You know, <laughs> they asked me, they said, how do you think that people, what do you think that people think about you? I said, I'm not in their mind. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> you know, but you see, you are taking prosperity art, but you are thinking poverty thoughts. And speaking poverty words. So when will you prosper? So we talk about this, it's only about dressing well and putting on tie and getting to work on time. Now, you see, what are you thinking? You see, as a staff of KTMS, how can I prosper? And the Bible says, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. It is the blessings of the Lord. Does that blessing not go to KHMS? It goes to the people selling granite on the streets. But here are thoughts that are contrary to your act, thereby making your act of no effect. It's so important. Okay, what needs have in your ministry? That is an American white talking to me, being interested in our ministry. I say, our ministry has no needs because I don't have needy thoughts, so I can't speak needy words. And I don't have to go and think about it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking. Now, are we in it now? And then you click your system, the wealthiest pastor in the world. I'm sure you have been hearing that. I mean, and, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm excited about it. This place used to be identified with poverty before. Now they are having wealthiest pastor. Everybody's prophesying. You are the wealthiest pastor in the world. Come and say in the world. And I've been saying that a long time ago. I've been saying it long, long time. Because what I saw in my Bible is that it will set me up on high above all nations. And so to tell me that I'm only worth $150 million is an insult. Me? I'm worth all the riches in glory. What are you talking about? Now see, so it's possible for us to be doing the same thing, but thinking different things, and speaking different things. What you think and what you say is all that determines what becomes of you. One of our dignities many years ago in Kaduna came to my office weeping. What is the matter? <laughs> Papa, Daddy, the way they are talking about you, is it not me they are talking about? Why are you the one weeping? <laughs> he said, please don't say you'll be rich again. I said, ah, <laughs> you are touching my sensitive part. I mean, it's my area of God-ordained expertise. So I know what you don't say you will never see. And I'm not saying it to brag to anybody. I'm just saying what the word says I should be saying. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And why won't they say we are the richest? Because we have never borrowed from anybody. So, I mean, and we are doing multi-billion things every time. And we don't lay pressure on anybody in the world. We only have access to the windows of heaven, Hallelujah. which can never be shut by man. Amen. No matter how angry you are, it's the eye we open. And when it opens, who can shut? It is that same kind of window that will be opened over your life. Yeah. So, please listen. It is time to guard up the loins of your mind. Discipline your thoughts. Discipline your thoughts. 
Now, let me tell you what my son said, who just testified now from his thing. A thought came to him. Now, as busy as you are, your wife is dead. When will you get another wife? He said, no way, get off my side. Another one came and said, would you want to be, where do you want to bury your wife? In Portacourt or in your village? He said, get off. And then the voice came, if I raise your wife, what will you do? He said, I will testify publicly. And all the voices of the devil went away. So, the devil can't catch you except through your mind. He has no access to your spirit. Now, you know why many people are running away from Nigeria? Nothing works in Nigeria, that's what they say. The devil told them nothing works in Nigeria. Now, everything I've been working for me as a person, long before I came to ministry in this country, nothing has stopped working for me. It is your thought that is not working. It's your thought. Okay, since you now left, what has worked? <laughs> so, your, your success destiny has its root in your mind. Until your mind is renewed, your life cannot be transformed. We can stop anytime here. I don't have to follow the outlines. I think what I need is for, to put something in your hand and you go home with it. So if you start thinking careless thoughts, can anybody build a house in Nigeria? You'll be, a, you'll be renting for life. Nobody can trust by this country except you are a thief. Eh? Okay, go and steal. They, they will catch you. Amen. So we, we need to discipline our thoughts. Because that's where your destiny is rooted as far as this earth is concerned. Until your mind is renewed, your life cannot be transformed. So it's not about what happens on the outside. It is majorly what happens from inside. And it's from there, okay, for instance, not that I prepared for it before you say, oh, Brother David, what needs have you in your ministry? And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Black does not connote lack. No. We have a universal gospel. It works same way in every nation. That was 1987. 19 what? 1987. We, there is no need mentality. So I can't suffer luck. I can't suffer lack. It's not there. Somebody came from Switzerland in those days, I think 86 or early 87, and said she was come back with problems. I mean, I said, if you pray for me, I'll give you an offering. Out of desperation, I said, stop that! If you are not blind, don't you know I'm richer than you? The place was vibrated. You were big me of dirty what? Glory to God. It is not what you have that makes rich, but what you think. So go and think right. Go and think right. <laughs> what you have begins with what you think. And what you think determines what you say. And you shall have whatsoever you say when you don't doubt it in your heart. Everyone in this church is ordained for indescribable prosperity. If only you will discipline your thoughts. How many you see everybody in various service groups working and say, what? Even if you have paid a million, they're on the streets right now. Why won't they prosper? Because of what they think. 
which determines what they say. And life and death are in the power of the tongue. So, think where you will speak where. And then we'll be well with you. <laughs> think where. So we have these three level disciplines that is vital to the success plan of God for your life and my life. Breakthrough thoughts, breakthrough words, and then breakthrough steps. Come and say with me, breakthrough steps. Show me your faith without your actions, and I'll show you my faith by my actions. And that's the testimony of the faith of Abraham. God is a God of knowledge by whom actions are weighed. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 3. And David ran speedily towards Goliath. I'm not just speaking words, I'm taking steps to show that I believe what I'm saying. Goliath, I'm bringing you down today. And Goliath has never seen a man like that. A small boy running towards me. Ha, ha, am I saying where? Am I saying where? Then he couldn't see at all. <laughs> After that, he never saw again. You know why David killed the lion? He ran. He pursued the lion. Lion has never seen a human being pursuing him. <laughs> he said, Abby, what am I saying? Eh? Huh? Is this a human lion? What am I saying? So where the lion was, the place. David took him and, ah, stupid. <laughs> I mean, breakthrough steps. Come on, say breakthrough steps. Breakthrough steps. That is as you are thinking it and saying it, you are taking steps too much. Now, hear this. The Lord said to us as a church, September 17, 1998, that he would dedicate this sanctuary, 1999, September 18th. Now, he told us, 17, we arrive here Monday morning, 18. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, God spoke to Abraham. Abraham, get out of here. Your breakthrough is just next door. And Abraham departed. You see, there are many people that are just documenting what God says. They won't act on it. They just write it down and they be reviewing it. Teaching today was powerful in church. One, two, three. I wrote three pages. Well done. What are you doing with it? They say discipline your thought. Have you taken steps to discipline your thought? And discipline your words? And discipline your steps? Let your steps align with what you think and what you say. So we came here on the 18th, drawing the rope. Because we must find the location today, today, today. Designers, foundation, you have only seven days to finish. What are you doing, foundation? We know what you want. <laughs> Everybody, bah, 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 bah. September 18, to all the Sambalas and the Tobias in town, out of town, in the country, out of the country, he dedicated his temple. Hallelujah. We need discipline in these three realms discipline thoughts, discipline words. And discipline acts. Noah, being one of God, of the impending nature, moved. 
we need a prompt movement prompt steps not draggy not confounding with flesh and blood to make the most of our journey in life how many can see what I'm talking about so discipline is far above just external organization and then um, arrangement it begins first within before it can produce without the demand of discipline you can't take the thought of royalty from Joseph he was a royal slave in the house of Potiphar he was a royal prisoner in the prison <laughs> royal thoughts dominated his life glory to God from December 82 I mean, from March 82, prosperity thoughts dominated my life, dominated my thoughts, my words, and it's showing on daily basis in higher realms. Glory to God. So let's start thinking Bible disciplined thoughts. Let's start speaking covenant discipline words. Amen. I share with you one experience we had in our home during the time of, you know, scarce commodity. And then we had the last toilet soap in the bathroom. And my wife said that's the last toilet soap we had. Just to remind me that we needed to get more toilet soap. And it's a lot of effort. You must have to go and line up. And all of you know I can't line up. You know, the lining of thing has left me a long time. Since I saw that I was a king in 1970, I shouldn't be struggling. <laughs> I said, that is not the last soap. He said, I made that one in the bedroom. Now, it's the last soap. I said, that cannot be. Then she came back on my frequency. Amen. And miraculously like it will always happen because we have whatever you say so I called the young person living in the house I said now when you're coming back from school buy um, toilet soap and for the first time in the history of scarce commodity they carry it to their school soldiers carry you know soldiers were the one distributing it soldiers carry it to their school so it doesn't need to line up anywhere he just came out during recess and bought and the one we needed was dominant among the ones they brought the words took it there. <laughs> now, what built this place are the disciplined thoughts, disciplined words, and disciplined act. It will build any success story. Yes, sir. Now, you know, technical people will always be technical. So we had a meeting one day, and they said, look, um, since we are not dedicating faith academy, let's face faith tabernacle. I said to them, which one can you do? Which, which of them can you do? And the man who is doing it, did he complain that he cannot do the two? <laughs> Everybody's nerves came down. I said, since you can't do any, give him the two. And he's not complaining. Has he complained to you that he can't do the two? He did it. So all contractors, get back to site. Now, can I tell you this? The money per day was supplied per day. You know, I was in charge of signing money up. 
the money per day. If you discuss with any of them, it will fail. <laughs> because you have to pay so, so million tomorrow, and there is nothing million today. <laughs> and you have said they should come tomorrow and get money to go and buy those materials. <laughs> if you get a Thomas, if a Thomas here from you, it will announce to everybody. Now, let's, let's look, let's just pray for Papa because he waited. <laughs> Amen. When we were two weeks more to go, we needed 178 million. How much? 178. <laughs> There's no point because you may not come to church again. <laughs> <laughs> disciplined thoughts. Thinking covenant disciplined thoughts. It's a guard up the loins of your mind. Don't let it wander away. God of the loins of your mind. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, every contrary thought affecting your life in one way or another, today, there is restoration for you. It's very simple. Until you think sickness, you don't become sick. It's those who think accident who have them. So every time a contrary thought shows up, say, shut up! I overcome you by the blood of Jesus. Stop that nonsense. That's not for me. If you don't kill it from the third level, uh, it may impact negatively on your life. So stop it there. You don't belong there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The demand of discipline. Discipline is possessing a sense of mission, secondly, in the pursuit of any task. A sense of mission. It is operating as commanded, not as convenient. Nehemiah will not partake of the food of the governor while he was leading a revolution. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 23. He was leading a revolution. And for that revolution to carry through, he must have to pay some definite prices. The Bible said they would not put up their clothes except for washing. Highly disciplined army. They were on the ground 24-7 to make it happen. Self-discipline is being a law to oneself in the bid to accomplish a desired goal, a law to yourself. You are a law to yourself. How can I do this wicked thing and sin against God? You are a law to yourself. Genesis 39 verse 9. And then um, Nehemiah chapter 5 verses 14 and 16, or 14 to 16. Nehemiah decided to pay the price of leadership by refusing to eat the bread of the governor and was not chargeable to them thereby leading the kind of army he desired in Philippians 2 verse 5 to, 7 to 9 he said let this mind be in you which also was in Christ Jesus even though he was in the form of God he counted it not only to be called with God but made himself of no reputation 
took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has also highly exalted him. Give me a name above every name. I mean, it is being a law to yourself. He made himself of no reputation. He took upon himself the form of a servant. And being found in, form, in fashion of a man, he humbled himself unto death, even the death of the cross, and then he accomplished his mission. Discipline is all about setting order to one's life pursuit. Setting order. Setting order. At the time when kings go to war, David was in town. He was out of order with divine order. At the time when kings go to war, he was hanging around in the corridor of his house and then was trapped by Bathsheba and what a cost that was to his life. He was chased out of his throne by Absalom. And you know all the story. Setting order to one's life. First Chronicles 21. And then we also look at discipline as a virtue that enhances our making the most of our time. You know, say make the most of your time because the days are evil. It helps us to productively engage our time. Highly disciplined people are usually time-conscious people. Discipline enhances the productivity of our time. The most valuable asset to disciplined people is time. 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 And when you put time in its right perspective, it shows in all that you do. One of the great American sages once said, Do you love life? He said, Then don't squander time, invest it, for that is the stuff life is made of. Highly disciplined people are time conscious people. Benjamin Franklin was the one that said that. Doth thou love life? Then don't squander time, invest it. For that is the stuff that life is made of. Interestingly, time is an asset of equality. Every being has equal amount of time. 24 hours a day for the king, 24 hours a day for the peasant. 24 hours a day for the master, 24 hours a day for the slave. Everybody has same amount of time allotted him. It is discipline that enhances the value of our time. Discipline is what enhances the worth of our time. We must understand that time is not just in years. Time is in months. Time is in weeks. 
Time is in days, time is in hours, time is in minutes, and time is in seconds. One of my sons tried to do some funny thing and wrote, how many seconds make 60 years? And it was 1.8, 1.1? 1.78 billion seconds. Not trillion. 1.78 billion seconds. So every second, your life is counting. Every second. So if your life be gossiping all over town, did you hear what I heard? And what they said I say? I was amazed that you mean that this thing is not up to five billion seconds? And they say, okay, 60 years equals 1.78 billion seconds. Not trillion. So a year is not made of months, it's made of seconds. And how much we productively engage the moments of the day is what defines the outcome of our life. How productively we engage the moments of the day is what determines the outcome of our life. Many people in the body of Christ are victims of procrastination. I'll do this tomorrow, next tomorrow. Oh yes, another day. Oh yes, another week. And then you find out the week is running, the months are running, and the time is up. Somebody's taking steps from today to make the most of his life. No one will ever be more distinguished in the pursuit, in his pursuit, than his discipline. No one will ever be more distinguished in his pursuit than his discipline. Discipline is indeed the prize for greatness. Joseph, the highly disciplined, became Joseph the most distinguished. Genesis 39, 9, 41, 15 to, 20, to 44. It's the prize for greatness. They purpose in their heart not to defy themselves with the king's sweet food. And Daniel, Shira, Meshach, and Abednego had dominion in their land of captivity. It doesn't matter what is not working here. It must work for you. Therefore, I believe that self-discipline is a trigger of the potentials within us. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. Making right choices in your pursuit will make a world of difference. 1 Corinthians 6, 12. It is living under set rules, self-set rules, that makes a man of impact. Self-discipline is, is operating without requiring supervision, doing what one has to do in pursuit of a given task. Operating without requiring supervision. David was alone with his father's sheep, and no lion or bear could devour them. He had no supervisor. All the others were in town, showing their chest. 
If you watch people that deliver their best without supervision, you have another leader in the making. What you have is another leader in the making. Therefore, grace to live a highly disciplined life. Receive it today in the name of Jesus. Grace to live a highly disciplined life. Receive it today in the name of Jesus. This is so important. That's why I came to conclude that discipline is a fundamental requirement for a life of exploits. And the word exploit means unusual accomplishment. Out of this world, order of results. That is outstanding feats in your field. Discipline is very fundamental to any man and woman that desire to operate in the realm of express, which is where we belong in redemption. Every one of us belongs to the realm of exploits. Because it is we, God said, he will set up on high above all nations of the earth if we choose to walk in the light of his word. And these examples have been mentioned like Joseph, like Daniel, like Nehemiah, like Paul, all validate this claim. As we round up, one of the American founding fathers, George Washington, a devout Christian, once said, discipline is the soul of an army. It makes small numbers formidable. Hear this. It procures success to the weak. So you don't have to be strong to be successful. Don't be disciplined. By self-discipline, you maximize your potentials. You don't have to be strong. It procures success to the weak and esteem to all. That word couldn't leave me ever since I found it many, many years ago. It couldn't leave me. That you don't need any special expertise to make the most of your life. Just be disciplined enough and you'll be distinguished before your enemies. Your cup will be running over. Your cup will be running over. Growing up in the beginning of our ministry, people in my family will always say, he has no time. Efile, Koliraye, he has no time. Our ministry was just beginning. We didn't have a church platform, but he has no time. Someday they came to our flat where we live, and somebody was asking for the lawyer who lives there. Oh, they said he has not come back because they thought I was a lawyer. <laughs> I was the first to get out of the house and the last to return. The last to return. While others were still time to well in the morning, had gone. So we are to a 100 naira office per month. Discipline is the soul of an army. It makes small numbers formidable. It procures success to the weak, weak, 
weak and esteem to all. And that's where you are ending. Let's therefore go from here and go and set order into our life. Set a guard to our mind so we can think right. Set a watch over our mouth. Set a watch over my mouth, O oh Lord, and a check over my lips. And then let's receive grace for prompt response to everything we receive from heaven. And endeavor to maximize our time. My wife was up to go and deliver in the hospital and I was studying Charles G. Finney Revivers. I was engrossed. That book was like a Bible. I was seeing fire emanating from the heart and lips of a man. They were all his preachers captured direct. My cousin came and said, he came to check me under the tree. At the maternity, he said, me, you find me under the tree, I can't be there. I was having a nice time with Chajivini Revival. I'm not a midwife. The midwife are there, they are doing their job, I'm doing my job, and setting the stage for ministry and moving to the next level. We need discipline to be distinguished. So if you are a prayerful man and a disciplined man, you still not succeed. Somebody's changing level right now. My prayer is that in my lifetime, I will see young people, old people, changing levels in manners that will bring me tears of joy. Because every change in the kingdom, interestingly, watch out. He said, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. So changes don't take centuries. Changes in God's agenda is all classified in a moment. Now, now in a moment, royal mentality dominated my life. In a moment, the mentality of an ego dominated my life. In a moment, I saw wealth. From Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. In a moment. And I screamed, yeah, I can never be poor. And from that day on, you can't make me think poor. Because I don't have anything in my pocket, doesn't mean I'm poor. I'm connected to his riches in glory. So I can't be poor. In a moment, everything changed. That himself took my infirmity. July 1979. I'm born my sickness. Yeah, I was healed of tuberculosis in 69, but I only got the key to living a super healthy life 79. In a moment, it changed. And now, 33 years after coming to ministry, I've not lost one ounce of energy. I've only built up my energy level. In a moment. So somebody's success story is changing in a moment. Ordinarily using the things I've had today, today, using what I've had today, and start thinking scriptures, start speaking scriptures, you are creating a future. This is so vital and so important. I therefore believe it is the dawn of a new day for you. Very quickly this morning we are partaking of the communion. And you see, our understanding of anything is what determines the outcome of it for us. What is in the communion? Because, you know, 
It is one thing to be successful in your career and in your profession, in your business. Another thing to be successful in your health. And you know, health is wealth. So this is the mystery of successful healthy living. Each free healthy living. Total health package. And I'll show you with four illustrations what is in the communion. And they said, this is my flesh which is broken for you. This is my flesh. So the bread is his flesh in a mystery. The bread is his flesh. That means your flesh becomes his flesh by the mystery of the communion. His energy level becomes your energy level by the mystery of the communion because we partake of the communion to live like him. John chapter 6 48 down to 57. You have all that story. You have heard it several times. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, he will live like me. He will live like me because I'm dwelling in him. So he dwells in us so we can live like him. So by the midst of the communion, we have a spiritual engraftment of our flesh into his flesh. So whatever can survive in his flesh cannot survive in our flesh. So every form of sickness and disease that is tormenting an individual under this service, by reason of this communion, I decree your instant deliverance. Just convince yourself by the truth of scriptures. By partaking of his flesh and his blood, he dwells in me. So I can live like him. So you are not like him. This cannot be in him, so it must not be in me. High blood pressure cannot be found in him. It must not be found in me. Cancer cannot be found in him, so it must not be found in me. So by the mystery of the communion, you are spiritually engrafted into him so you can live like him. Hypertension, not in him, cannot be in me. Diabetes, not in him, cannot be in me. Tuberculosis, cannot be in him and therefore must not be found in me. HIV AIDS cannot be in him, so it must not be found in me. Migraine cannot be found in him, so it must not be found in me. No growth, no nonsense growth can be found in him, so it must not be found in me. So as you partake of the communion today, whatever cannot be found in him will be destroyed in your system. How many will say amen to that? Well, that is God's agenda for the communion. Well, there are certain illustrations that will help your friend. One, Jesus is said to be the rod that came out of the stem of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. And just like the rod of Moses 
swallowed up the rod of the magicians. In Exodus chapter 7, verse 11 to 14. So when you take the flesh, it enters your system as a spiritual rod. And its mission is to swallow up every rod of the magician in your system. So all this nonsense of moving objects will be swallowed up in victory today. Everything contrary to your fruitfulness as a woman, as a man, will be swallowed up in victory today. We also saw a picture in Second Kings chapter 4, verse 39 to 41. The sons of the prophet went out to gather grass, um, uh, vegetables, and then they suddenly found that they gathered poisonous vegetables along. And when they took out from the pot, they said, Master, there is death in the pot, and they could not eat it. And he said, Bring me a meal. Bring me any piece of bread somewhere there. And they cast the bread into the pot, and there was no harm in the pot. What does that mean? The communion is a spiritual poison neutralizer. So every form of hormonal imbalance, as you partake of this communion today, every poison you took in the sleep, every poison they mix with your food that's tormenting your body, as this bread is cast into your pot, every poison is declared neutralized. So you are walking out of here, poison free. Somebody believe that, let me hear your loudest, amen. Maybe somebody gave you some things to drink along with your tea in your office, or you visit somebody and they serve you some mysterious tea, and your life is just dangling. Today, that poison is neutralized forever. Jesus gave them the bread, and their eyes were open. Therefore, that's Luke chapter 24, verse 30 and 31. Every form of spiritual blindness that won't let you see what God is saying, as you partake of this communion, they drop off your life. And what more? It is likened to spiritual manna in John 6, verse 58. He said, Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. Whosoever eateth of this flesh shall never die. Come on now, John 6 and verse 58. So it is superior to the manner that they took in the wilderness. And according to scriptures, there was not one feeble person among their tribes living on manna. Psalm 105, verse 37. There was not one feeble person. So every form of feebleness, weakness, you are not seen but you are not aware. Every form of feebleness that makes you drowsy. You walk for one hour and you walk for 20 hours. Every form of feebleness is caused in your body today. So every time you take the communion, you are partaking of spiritual manna. It's of higher quality, higher potentials than the manna they took in the wilderness. If that one cleared all weaknesses, no weakness will survive in your life. Amen. Can I hear your amen? amen? What is in the blood? Say with me, the life of the flesh is in the blood. What that means is, is we share his DNA with him by the mystery of the communion. 
the life of the flesh is in the blood. That connotes divine nature. Sharing same blood group with Christ. Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11. Sharing same blood group with Christ. Eternal immunity against all forms of corruption. Sharing his lifestyle with them. That is what the blood represents. Therefore, as we partake of the blood today, everything about us will become like Jesus. We will be thinking like Jesus. We will be speaking like Jesus. Our outlook will be Jesus' kind of outlook. Same blood group with Christ. Corruption free life. Sharing divine nature with Christ. John chapter 6 and verse 54. He said, You have it. Eternal life, and I'll raise you up in the last day. You drink his blood. The kind of life at work in him becomes a portion. And very interestingly, like I said some time back, that we talk about the white blood corpuscles in, you know, talking about the body system. And the white blood corpuscles are called the soldiers of the body. White they are connotes stainless. Come on, say stainless. Now, this is the stainless blood of Jesus. So it is a spiritual white blood corpuscle. When you partake of it, it goes on a rage against every strange thing in your system and brings them down because they overcame him by the blood. So he goes in and it's an ever conquering, ever winning, ever triumphant blood. So it brings down everything that's running his ugly head against your life. Because it is our spiritual white blood corpuscles. So all cancer cells comes under torture. Everyone suffering from you know, paralysis, stroke, this is your hour of deliverance. Because you are sharing same nature with Christ. And everything must show that that it is. This is your hour. Give the Lord a big hand of praise, everybody. Amen. Before we partake of the communion, and very quickly, if you are here in this service and you are not born again yet, Jesus took the bread, he broke it, blessed it, and gave it to his disciples, not the multitude, to his disciples. So the communion is served only to the disciples of Christ. So if you are here in this service this morning, you are not born again and you want to be a partaker of this table of the Lord, you want to be saved, you want your sins forgiven, you want to become a child of God, I'd like to pray with you. Wherever you are this morning, may I request that you please stand so I can pray with you. Everyone that wants to say, to surrender his life to Christ, please stand. God bless you. God bless you. This is your chance for a change of story. Stand to your feet and God bless you. Stand to your feet. God bless you. You want to surrender your life to Christ today, just stand to your feet and I'll be praying for you right now in a moment. God bless. Somebody else needs to get up. Please stand up and keep standing. 
May I request that you please move to the nearest aisle to where you are. It is there I will pray with you. So the people, the officials will be able to reach out to you to give you the cards. Amen. There are also people here that need to rededicate their lives to Jesus. If you want to rededicate your life to Jesus today, please stand to your feet. I want to pray with you also. Maybe you are once saved, but things went away at a point, and you know there was a disconnect at one point. You want to return back to the Savior. God, please stand. God bless you. Stand. God bless you. You want to rededicate your life to Christ, please stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stand to your feet. Everyone that wants to rededicate his or her life to Christ, please stand to your feet. This is your chance for a change of story. Stand to your feet wherever you are, and also move to the nearest eye to where you are, and there you'll be prayed for. Jesus is Lord. While we are doing that, the ushers are making available to us copies of the intercessory guidelines for Shiloh 2014. Amen. The preparation of the heart in man and the answer to your prayers is from the Lord. So we are called to be prepared for every divine visitation we desire. And it's heaven on earth, and that's where God is launching you into. We have made it in Bible divider size, so it can be in your Bible and stand with me and others in praying for an unusual visitation at Shiloh 2014. And that will begin with you. Amen. These are just some guides, and you can pray as the Spirit leads you on diverse areas as it relates to this event. But everybody must spend some time on daily basis. Come and say daily basis. Because we are running out of time. And we need to set the stage for his visitation. So please make sure you have a copy of this and you go along with that uh, home to work with. Not to add to your church material album. To work with and then you'll be blessed in return. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. All of us who are standing in a moment, please bow your heads. And those who are dividing the materials, do it very quietly and noiselessly, please. And lift up your right hand before the Most High God for all of us who are standing. Bow your heads before the Lord. Lift up your right hand as I lead you in prayers. Pray this prayer after me with your heads bowed. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Say it loud. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again that I might be justified. Right now, I believe that my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm born again. I'm saved. I'm a child of God. Thank you, Jesus for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. And thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. Keep your hands up as I pray for you. Father, your grace has brought these precious souls. Let the same grace preserve them. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. As you had in the announcement, please check out on the packet given you, you have the location guide for the Believers Foundation class. It holds on Mondays. You go there for only two Mondays and then you are empowered to live a triumphant Christian life. Please check it up and then be there. It was in seven and ten locations across Lagos and Nota. You'll be more than blessed and you'll be grateful to God that you did. 
God bless you. Shall we all rise to our feet? Let the ministers please be around the table of the Lord right now. How many heard anything from the Lord today? How many caught a word from the Lord today? How many know what next to do right now? For the next chapter in their life to open up. Lift up your two hands and begin to appropriate those prophetic words in your life. I'm living here today with a guard on my mind. My mind will be disciplined to think only what the word says. I will only speak what the word says. It's my turn. No more carelessness. I'm making the most of my life, making the most of my time from henceforth. It's my turn for a change of story. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, precious name, we are praying. Every prophetic word spoken concerning the communion is declared, performed in your life. No stranger survives in anyone's body. This is declared your platform for restoration of your total health. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Whatever you believe for from this table is yours for the take. You must return from this table with a testimony. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. I decree that the disciplined lifestyle of Christ becomes your portion and my portion. That in a new way, we begin to think strictly according to scriptures. Speak strictly according to scriptures. And act promptly on every revelation received. In the name of Jesus, I decree supernatural success for everyone under the sound of my voice today. This week, your miracle job shows up. This week, your miracle marriage is settled. This week, your marital restoration is established. Today, your total health is restored. In Jesus' name. This is blessed today as the flesh and the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Please get seated. Approach the table determinedly. Approach the table prophesying over your life. This is one day you will need to remember in your life. Hallelujah. You return back to your seat prophesying because it has happened already. Glory to God. The choir ministers as you partake of the tip of the Lord.
Lift up your hands and give God thanks for the day. Give God thanks for your encounter. You walk into a world of testimonies from here. It's settled in heaven forever. You are today listed among those who will be set above the nations of the earth in your various endeavors. In Jesus' precious name. Please get seated one minute, please. Please get seated in one moment. Usher, would you please help out right now? Those who are not here last Sunday, you don't have copies of Declaring Shiloh 2014. We want to be on the same page. Please stand to your feet. Ushers will give that to you in a moment. All of us who are not in church last Sunday, they give you the two, the error of express is here. And then, okay, please ushers, move very fast and make these copies available to the people of God. In a moment, we want to be on the same page in preparing for Shiloh and then to maximize what the month holds for us. Make available right now winners are anointed travelers. So uh, give them their copies so they can be part of what is happening today. Jesus is Lord. Everybody must leave home with a copy of this. Those who are not here last Friday, I mean last Sunday, please get your copies right now. Shiloh 2014. And then the era of exploits is here. Ushers, please help out on time so we can show in the service to prepare for the next uh, for service 2 right now. Amen. Please as you get your copies, take your seats quickly and then we'll know that we are done. Be reminded also of the recommended books for the month because the more discoveries you make, the better speed you gain. The brighter you see, the faster you go. So get engaged in search of the world in season. The right word, the sent word that will enhance your speed in the pursuit of life. Jesus is Lord. Ushers, please help out. We have just a few more people and then we'll be out of the service. Um, also, we have today's edition of Science and Wonders, Understanding the Demands of Success. We have just limited copies for those who uh, need them. We couldn't get across to get for everybody. Amen. This is declared blessed and shall bless mankind worldwide in Jesus' name. Be reminded we have this on the website and you can, you know, pass on to your friends and your contacts. They'll be blessed therein. I believe by now we are all virtually done. Jesus is Lord. How many believe God that this week shall be a week of testimonies? Amen. It must show in all that you do. Therefore, go and maximize your days. Go and make the most of your time. Go and make the most of your life. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. The week is declared a week of testimonies for all. And for you in particular, is declared a turnaround week. Before we share in the goodness, next Sunday we have a prophetic outreach. Everyone that ever gave his life to Christ in our respective areas, we would do them a call at their respective places and be a blessing to them. And at the same time, reach out to ones that we come across as we go. And it's normally a two-hour project. So please endeavor to be there 7 to 
9. Um, and that will be a blessing to you. Next Sunday, we are hitting the streets again. They will, Saturday, they will say they have come again. Yes. Coming again is our job. Until everybody is harvested with the kingdom, we keep going. So endeavor to be there. Shall we together share the goodness of the Lord in fellowship? Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall do in the presence of the Lord forever. Amen. Peace. Exceeding grace and strange acts, that's your portion forever. In Jesus' name, let's move out with speed.